When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone. It's Raja from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, this is DevRaga Personal Finance, episode 18. And in this episode... Um, we'll discuss the key concept in macroeconomics called opportunity cost. Um, I have spoken about this in previous episodes very briefly, but in this one I'll probably talk about it in a much more detailed sense because opportunity cost is such an important concept that you're probably using it uh, without actually knowing about it. It's something that we use in our daily lives every single day. So, what is opportunity cost? Um, now, before we embark on that, um, as you know, for all my listeners out there, my philosophy in finance is very simple. That is, you pay yourself first and you take that set amount of money, and in my case, it's 20%, and you put it away in a savings account or some form of investment, um, and you do it again and again and again for the rest of your life, and the chances are you will end up becoming very wealthy or much more wealthier than what you would have been had you not done that. Along the way, you try and reduce your debts as much as possible. Try not to get consumer debt. Consumer debt is bad. And live frugally, spend less than what you earn and protect yourself and your family by having some form of insurance and a will. Those are the basic concepts of my personal finance podcast series, and I've talked about each of those elements of personal finance in my previous podcast episodes. So if you haven't listened to them, go back and have a listen, and hopefully you'll find it very informative. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to Facebook me or message me or write a comment on this podcast series as well, and I'll try and get back to you as quickly as possible. Um, uh, so some of you have, and I appreciate that. So, to put simply what opportunity cost is, it basically represents the benefits an individual or a business or investor or whoever it is misses out on when choosing one alternative over another. So, in your life, you might be having two options or three options of what you can do with your money or what you can do with your time even, um, and you choose option A. Inherently, by choosing option A, you are missing out on the benefits of option B. And the aim of the game is, you've got to look at all of your options and choose the best option that's going to return the best value for you. Now, notice I'm talking about value. I'm not talking about best return on investment. They're slightly different concepts. In other words, you could spend time in front of your computer for an hour that might be very valuable but it might not actually make you any money in that one hour so let me let me use a few examples to sort of highlight the importance of opportunity cost 
And I use my own personal example. Um, as you know, I'm a, a doctor, a practicing doctor. I also teach uh, medical students and um, registrars in general practice. And one of the biggest opportunity costs that I got involved in without actually knowing it is going to medical school. So why is that an opportunity cost? Well, after year 12, I could have um, become a, uh, a tradesperson or I could have gone to TAFE or I could have done something, not even gone to university, and I could have got a job. And as part of that job, I might have earned X amount of dollars, let's say you know $50,000 or something like that. And I could have you know put away 20% of that income uh, into a savings account or an investment account. And after several years, I might have got a promotion and I could have you know done wonderful things if I really wanted to. Now, I decided not to do that. Um, I decided to forego that opportunity. Um, and I decided to go to medical school. Now, medical school was six years. Um, it wasn't the easiest six years of my life, but really enjoyed it. And then once you become uh, a doctor, you have to do one year of internship, which is essentially supervised practice and supervised training. And then after that, you become, quote-unquote, a fully-fledged doctor, and then you can go ahead and do postgraduate training, which is compulsory. So in Australia... Uh, for you overseas listeners out there, you have to do postgraduate training, which is anywhere between three and ten years. Um, so you've got about six years plus one year internship and probably about three to ten years of training. So you've really got about you know, 16 to 18 years of training before you become a proper doctor, uh, a doctor with a fellowship. So you know, one could argue that the other option is not to do that, um, become a, you know, uh, a different career, not even go to university and start earning income and then save that income and put it away into an investment account for those, you know, 16 to 18 years. Um, and it'd be interesting research scenario to be able to see who comes out on top. Now, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would assume that a doctor would come out on top because, you know, um, we're fortunate enough to earn a very good wage in Australia and in most other countries. But you'll be surprised. The answer might actually be the person that doesn't become a doctor. That is, they finish year 12 and do something else that doesn't involve university. And essentially, they put away money. And after 18 years, it may well be that they've actually got more money um, in terms of investments and more net worth provided they follow some simple basic steps uh, and be sensible with their investments and their money compared to the fully-fledged fellowed doctor. Now, that's a bit ironic. So my opportunity cost is that. I may have missed out on, um, you know, becoming, you know, rich or mega wealthy had I started a business uh, when I was 19 or 20. And, you know, who knows, that business might have done really well. So that's what opportunity cost is. By me choosing to go to university and do a particular degree and by me choosing to do postgraduate um, in certain medical specialties, I am inherently making a choice and basically I've missed out on potentially, you know, 16 to 18 years um, by choosing my alternative, uh, which is to become a doctor. Had I chose something else, then I might have had 
a better prospect. So it really is an important concept. And when you think about it, you know, the way I sort of thought about this, you know, even when I was in medical school, I used to work. Um, I did a lot of research projects and I got paid for it. I used to do a lot of tutoring. I used to get paid for it. Um, so I guess, how does opportunity cost affect you in your life? Another example is supposing your, you know, income is $30 an hour. That's what you earn as a current profession that you're doing. On a Friday night, um, you want to go out and enjoy, which is, you know, completely acceptable. But the alternative is on a Friday night, you could go out and drive an Uber and transport people that, you know, are enjoying their lives and get paid for it. So you making a choice to go out and drink or have a party or have fun, which is completely fine, your opportunity cost is the alternative. That is that you could have gone out and earned an income and become, uh, you know, uh, income producing Friday night for you. That is the opportunity cost. So out of all the options, you choose the option that you want to do. And then you look at the alternative option and say, what have I missed out on? Now, of course, you can go really, really, you know, uh, really frugal about it and say, never enjoy life and never buy this, and never buy that, because everything is opportunity cost when you think about it. But you've got to have some common sense and some sensibility to it. Um, so you've got to, you know, you've got to choose the best option that suits you. And that's why I said it's not about monetary gains. It's about the value. So it might well be on a Saturday morning that you place value in taking your children to sport like tennis or cricket, etc. And by doing that, you may have to miss out on a job opportunity for that Saturday morning that earns you, you know, a couple of hundred dollars. Now, you might say that you accompanying your children to sports is more valuable to you. Therefore, you're happy to accept the opportunity cost of $200 going and driving Uber or, you know, getting another second job. And that's completely up to you. That's completely fine, provided you know about it. Um, so I guess the way I would sort of look about, you know, opportunity cost is when you make a decision, you have all these alternatives. Um, what is the cost of not selecting the alternative? And of course, when you calculate that cost, you've got to make sure that the opportunity that you're selecting, the option that you're selecting has the best possible outcome in terms of earnings and in terms of value. That is the greatest yield for you in your life. Um, so the formula, I guess, to calculate opportunity cost then becomes the return of the most lucrative option not chosen minus the return of your chosen option. So hopefully that gives you um, a bit of an idea about um, what opportunity cost is. And how does that fit in with personal finance? And my philosophy is that when you save that 20%, when you save that pay yourself money, you've got to think about the alternatives, the various options that you have for that 20% money that you've saved are you going to put it in a term deposit? Are you going to put it in a savings account? Are you going to put it into the stock market? Are you going to put it into the bond market, the commodity market? You're going to put it into savings for a property, for a deposit, 
Um, so you've got, oh, are you just going to spend it? So you've got all of these options and you've got to then calculate what is the opportunity cost. If you, you know, put it into a savings account, earning you 2% interest a year, uh, you might miss out on a 7% um, gain in the stock market over a long period of time. So that's the way that you um, sort of think about it. Now, along with opportunity cost, you need to think about what is sunk cost, um, S-U-N-K, cost. Um, and basically, what is uh, sunk cost is it's the initial outlay. Um, so a business often sort of thinks about it like this, where you know if they want to buy uh, a machine that would, you know, return on investment is about 4%, then the outlay to buy that machine might be $10,000. So that cost to buy that machine to get a return of investment of 4% per annum is going to be $10,000. That cost is called sunk cost. It's different to opportunity cost. So you need to understand the difference. So the way you look about sunk cost is it's kind of like capital outlay. So again, another example is, you know, you might want to start an Uber business um, and you need to buy a car. So your sunk cost, your initial outlay to buy that car might be between five and $10,000. Um, and that money is quote unquote sunk. Like you're not going to get it back, um, but hopefully you will get it back in the form of return of investment. But then we go on to the third concept. And the third concept is risk. Now, what's the difference between risk and opportunity cost? Um, now, the risk um, of an investment basically is the possibility that the investment's actual and projected returns are different and that the investor loses some or all of the principal. Um, whereas the opportunity cost, it's more about the possibility that the returns of a chosen investment are lower than the returns of a foregone investment. So the difference is really, really important. So risk compares the actual performance of an investment against the projected performance of the same investment, while opportunity cost compares the actual performance of an investment against the actual performance of a different investment. So that's the difference between risk and opportunity cost. And, you know, a lot of people say to me that investing in the stock market is very risky. Um, so, yeah, in the short term, it can be quite risky. And nowhere is it more obvious than in the last eight weeks in the Australian stock market. It's been very, very volatile. At the moment, relative to what its value is, I think the stock market is actually undervalued at the moment. So we're sitting around between 5,600 and 5,800 um, points in the ASX 200. Um and basically, I'm just putting in a lot of money into it. And that's my sunk cost because I hopefully in the next 30 years, it's going to make me a fair amount of money. Um, and therefore, I can live off the dividends um, at the time of my retirement. So, yes, it's risky in the short term. But in the long term, it seems to do reasonably well. And that's been the philosophy all along. So... That's pretty much this podcast. Um, so just to reiterate the concepts of opportunity costs, the concept of sunk cost, and the concept of risk. Um, I think you need to understand that 
And what you need to understand is we use it every single day of our lives, uh, but we just don't look at it like that. So next time you want to take a Saturday morning off or a Saturday night off or Sunday off or Friday night off or whatever it is, think about what you can do with that time and how you can make it more effective financially and see if that opportunity cost is worth it for you. Um, so if you can think like that, then you can better utilize your time um, and you can better utilize your skills um, and better value judge in terms of what your advantages are of doing one thing when comparing it to what you could be doing with the same time doing another thing and then compare the positives and negatives between the two options. So that's it for this podcast, relatively short podcast. Uh, we're only 16 minutes into it, so thank you all for listening. And until next time, stay safe, pay yourself first, make sure you save that 20%, avoid debt like the plague. If you can, please avoid debt. And think about opportunity cost. Think about income per unit time. These are all concepts, timely concepts that we've been talking about for many weeks to months now. And likewise, if there's any questions, feel free to ask via social media, via through these channel, or if you've got my number or contact details, feel free to text me, email, or phone call. Thank you. This is Dev Varaga, Personal Finance. Until next time, pay yourself first and take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.